Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Bellman. With me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this Thursday evening? I don't know. It's been a quick week. Yeah. It feels also that it's been a very long week. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and we're looking at a two-and-a-half-hour movie, like a two-hour and 45-minute movie. I don't know how long Eternals is. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the long movies because I've nine times out of ten, they're actually meant to be long mm-hmm. um, rather than the two-hour movie where you're like, oh, that's act one, so then this is going to happen, and then this is going to happen. But still, that have, when we spent that year without going to the movie theater... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah there was this lovely thing we could do it was called pause <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i know that's true i know i uh i think let's see i've seen two films in the theater two movies in the theater i think since things been back and they're both of the mcu films black widow and, and then shang chi and yeah i was just like yeah i gotta get my movie legs back under me uh because uh yeah, yeah, you're you're right. You, you, whenever you're getting used to watching things on on demand and on your own schedule, you can you know, as I was you know as I learned last week with like with Dune for example, you know maybe whenever I started feeling my eyes drifting, I should like just you can you can pause it and then you know start again the next day when you're when you're fresh. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I know we were talking before we got started uh, as far as when to go when to go see Eternals, and I'm still. You know, as I was telling you before, I, I, I'm still I'm looking forward to it because it's it's a, it sounds like visually and everything is a great film. But then also, you know, I should follow your track of like cutting out all the noise as far as other opinions and reviews and stuff because now it is starting to like seep into my into my enthusiasm for it and you know and seeing the Rotten Tomatoes number, it's like. You know, I think it was like 53% or something like that at this point. I'm just sort of like, oh, man, I'm, get, I'm getting tainted by all this crap that's out there. Or maybe you are following my example and you're lowering your expectations and then you're going to be impressed by the movie more so if you had gone in with a yeah. higher level of enthusiasm. I will take that. I will. I will. That will be where I will go with this. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's why. That's why I always enjoy talking to you because you can talk me back from that tree. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, I, I bet they're gonna show the Morbius trailer prior oh, yeah. to that movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah. The Morbius trailer. It's, I did not forget about this movie. I've, I remember watching the original trailer and I remember it so well that I was watching the second trailer and I was thinking to myself, not much has changed. Just a bit of sequencing differences. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate the CGI in this trailer. Mm. I despise the CGI and it, and it feels like Venom and Carnage level CGI, which go figure. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, funny, I also so, yeah. find it hilarious when they're proud of Venom, so they put, say, from the studio that brought you Venom. You <laughs> yeah, know Venom made money, but yeah. still, it's not yeah. like it's this great film. Um, right. So, so it's it looks fine. Um, I I don't know about this movie because it's from the studio that brought us Venom, and I still have yet to see either Venom movies. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I mean, there's a reason why they're dropping in January. Right. Exact. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't. I will freely admit my knowledge base of Morbius as, as a character really comes from the 1990s version of Spider-Man. And, and I remember, you know, I remember that cartoon very well. And it, I, I really enjoyed some of the storylines with, with Peter and, and, and Michael. And of course I think Felicia was always and Hardy was always in, in, involved because I think he was, I think Morbius in those shows, you know, was either they were dating or he was very 
fascinated by her. So, hmm. but, but, um, but, you know, I've never read, I haven't read a single Mobius, Morbius, I see Mobius, thinking Loki, Morbius comics. And, um, yeah, so I, yeah, it, it'll probably be one that if I do watch, it'll probably be on, on video. I mean, I, I, I have, I think it's been what, a, it was supposed to come out was last year or it was in 2019 was, when was this, or was it supposed to come out last summer? I think, and they got bumped obviously due to the pandemic, but uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of there. And I know, I know there people are saying, well, you know, Sony's building a Sinister Six and all that kind of stuff, but uh, especially in anticipation of Spider Man, you know, coming they back. They may be to, building it, but I don't yeah. feel as though I have to watch these movies yeah. in order to watch Sinister Six and appreciate Sinister Six. Yeah, yeah, exactly, oh. exactly. So. Yeah, so it's one of those things. I'll probably catch it on video, but I mean, the trailer itself, I was like, okay, interesting. Um, but right. it didn't move me to like, you know, uh, you know, if 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 it came straight to video, I'll be or or or, or streaming, I'll I'll be fine with it, honestly. All right, got it. I just, I just love how you spent like ten minutes on Morbius and you didn't really care about it at all. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, yeah, it, it, well, I guess it had an emotional response, and that was it. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, hmm. there's not really a good segue, so we'll just talk about some other trailers that dropped this week. The Book of Boba Fett trailer dropped. Yeah. Um. I watched majority of it. Um, I'm just not in the right headspace right now, so I I kind of just checked out of it and was like, okay, um, because I know I'm gonna watch the show. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I we, and we all know this, and I say this all the time. Trailers give away so much of the story. Yeah. Um, and and this this trailer probably gave away a few episodes. Um, at least the first episode, it it looks good. It looks fine. It reminds me a lot of Rogue One, not in terms of story. I just want to be clear, Mm. not in terms of story, but it reminds me of Rogue One in terms of just the set design and everything. And, and if I'm not mistaken, I remember when the Mandalorian trailer dropped, that also was someone's, um, the initial point of comparison that, the, the, for some reason, those trailers that feeling all vibes together. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, I think fair point. I think obviously the time period is such that it's it is a lot closer to Rogue One uh, as far as time periods in the Star Wars universe. Obviously, you know, there's been a lot of Mafia and Godfather comparisons. To it, especially the line, you know, you know, basically a paraphrase of take on I have offer you can't refuse. So, uh, you know, so it's uh, you know those were the kind of vibes I got from it, and also like as you mentioned, Mandalorian, same kind of Western vibes too. So I felt like it was definitely a a trailer, and and I guess the theme of this show is kind of a, a seems to will be a mix of genres, like the Mandalorian has been. Yeah, so, it's just going to have to work really hard to separate itself from The Mandalorian. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think that's where, I guess, really getting into, and and I guess deep digging deeper into Jabba the Hutt's bounty hunter realm. But again, it, it, but you know, I think we'll get more about the syndicate and, and the criminal underworld of the, in, in the post-Empire galaxy at this point because because it is set after return of the jedi and you know so it, there will be some lawlessness in in these outer rim systems so it'll yeah I, I, you're, but you are right it will have some work to do to separate itself from the mandalorian yeah because <clears throat> i was listening to someone um revisit force awakens mm-hmm. and so this this franchise as has in the past, tend to repeat stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Not to make them better. <laughs> um, did you watch the Atlanta trailer? 
I did. I did. So, I mean, it was a very short, it was about a minute and a half long. And it really sort of, it was just a lot of scenes of, of Europe because at the end of, I didn't realize this, this show has been off the air since like 2018. That's how long it's been. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so whenever season two ended, Paperboy and, and everyone were about to go on a European tour. So it picks up, the season, third season picks up with, they're in Europe, and it just basically cuts to Paperboy, who actually is in Eternals. The actor who plays uh, Paperboy is actually is, is one of the lead, yeah. Um, he, uh, he's just sitting in a hotel room, and there's the staff doing some work, and it's this very creepy, eerie vibe. It's sort of like uh, one of the episodes in, 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 in uh, I think, in season two of, of Atlanta. Uh, but, yeah, and that was it. And then... Um, and it just says 2022. And, and you know, so I love this. This is a great show. I'm glad it's coming back. I did re- I did hear that they filmed seasons three and four together. So, uh, yeah, it, I'm really, it's, it's finally good to see that, yes, just like so many things we joke about, like, oh, yeah, it's it's coming. It really is coming. So I, I, mean, I am looking forward to it. It was good. It was, you know. It, it 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 did what it needed to do as far as you know start build the hype and I'm sure we'll get more as we get closer to the actual release date. Yeah, definitely. And apparently Stephen Amell did what he needed to do to get a second season of Heels on yep. Stars that has been renewed. Eventually, Will and I will cave and finally purchase Stars so we yeah. can watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when with all of the other content happening, For sure. but. Eventually, maybe during a slow time, when whenever that does happen in yeah. uh, 2021 and 2022, catch up with what should have happened in 2020. Exactly. Um, in other news, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon joined Cillian Murphy and Emily Blunt in Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer biopic movie. Um, it you know with with Cillian Murphy. It never ceases to amaze me when he he's in a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why Tenet didn't work as well as it could have because it was missing a Cillian Murphy cameo. <laughs> yeah, I think that yeah, that would have been great if you would have had him, John David Washington, and Robert Pattinson. That that was the that was the missing element. You're correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just at an end credit scene, sitting in a cafe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Robert Pattinson's character in the corner. I don't know. <laughs> um, so that's all. That's all good. Um, good to see Robert Downey Jr. coming out there. Um, yeah. Interesting. I, I wonder what character he's going to play. Um, you know, Christopher Nolan. I like him. I watch all of his stuff. So, so I'm going to see this movie no matter yeah. what. Yeah. Um, unless it sucks, and then I won't. But <laughs> it it won't suck. I mean, even though Tenet had its slow moments, it, it I, I, you can't say it was a bad movie. It just things about it. But you know, I know we're both Nolan fans, so I I, I added this one to the to the rundown. Uh, and also, uh, just think it'll be. It, it just sounds like a very interesting, you know, very interesting story talking about the person who did obviously build the. The, the Tom Bomb and the Manhattan Project and and uh, I know Emily Blunt's playing Oppenheimer's wife and I think uh, Downey Jr. and 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 Matt Damon are um, part or members of the team respectively I think one of the, I think I think Robert Downey might be playing a, I think one of the generals or something who was commissioning the project and then I think Matt Damon is uh, one of the scientists as part of the team so. Uh, so yeah, I think it'll. You know, I think it's going to be a pretty awesome movie. Awesome, and then last but not least, Gail Garcia Bernal um, is set to star in Marvel's Werewolf Focus Disney Plus Halloween special for next year. All right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this was. Uh, yeah, it's like the the Werewolf by Night comic. There was uh, two different characters, uh, Jack Russell. Uh, this was something that um, I saw 
rumored earlier this year, and then yeah, they, they made this casting announcement today. So it should be this. This will be something that will come next year, I believe. All right, sounds good. Talk about Star Girl season two finale. The eclipse happened. A lot of things. Well, not a lot of things happened, but. <laughs> It did what a season finale should do. It wrapped up. It wrapped up everything in the first like thirty minutes, and then they spent like the next third, like next fifteen or so, like epilogue setting things up for season three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. Like you're spot on. It, it was. It was a perfectly fine season finale. I, I don't have any major complaints. Um. I think it's weird how they used um, what, what? What is her name? Green, Green Lantern's daughter. Uh, Jeannie. Jeannie. I think it's strange how they used her because all last week, like she wasn't feeling good, mm-hmm. and then she had the premonitions about what was going to happen, and then in this episode, like, did she ever face off against Eclipso, or did I miss that? That was she was part of the the ensemble. Avengers right, right, uh, wrap right. up the, the yeah. light force. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. And, but, but who was the character at the very end? That was Mr. Bones. Okay. Who's Mr. Bones. So Mr. Bones is a, he is, he was definitely, they're, they're definitely going into some deep cuts here with the, in the DC realm. He was, multiple things but one of the projects he did he was a part of was helix and which is that's why you know, they they brought in the helix institute earlier in the season mm-hmm. okay yeah and so in the in the comics helix were six mutated kids who uh were uh, uh that that was their, their group but in, in, in star girl the helix institute is where i guess they're doing the similar type of experiments on on, on meta kids and so I guess you know, obviously uh Jeannie and, and, and her brother, um um and I'm blanking on the name now, but not Parallax because that was that was Hal Jordan. Doesn't matter. But uh, Obs- <laughs> uh, uh Obsidian. Obsidian. So she's Jade and the Alan Scott's other kid is Obsidian. Um is that you know they she 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 traced them to the Helix Institute so right. I think yeah so that's that's where this is all coming together yeah uh, yeah no I I appreciate that part because it made a lot of what happened with Jeannie this season um, make sense the inclusion um, man though that whole ending title card thing Star Girl. <laughs> Really, really, I thought summer school was bad, but you know, you you made summer school pay off in the long run. So I can I can imagine that you'll make frenemies work um, because because that whole epilogue was about these frenemies coming together. I mean, you have Mm -hmm. you have this great moment between Yolanda and Sydney, and where. Sydney suddenly wants to be a part of the JSA. Yeah, yeah. For a season. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, they. I think I. I remember reading somewhere. I think Jeff Johns and the creative team for Stargirl. I think they have a five-year plan that they can get to five. Yeah. So they they have a. They obviously they if if they're lucky enough to get to that point, they that'll be season four. You're right. Season. Well, I, I'm glad that they have a five-year plan. I, I think yeah. we've talked about this before, where it's clear when the writers aren't thinking long-term mm-hmm. with a lot of these. Sometimes they get stuck so much in just crafting a season that the larger story um, isn't there, – there isn't a larger story Right. Um, and then that's where you fall into um, repeating the same things that you did the previous season or stuff because you don't you don't see the arc fully of that character because overall multiple seasons of a show the character needs to grow needs to change and there needs to be like that ending moment mm-hmm. um, where where the whole journey was worth it 
um, right. and not the journey of one season, but but journey of all the seasons together and combined. So I'm glad to hear that they have a five year plan. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think it was in the context of an article I was reading about uh, whether or not season four, you know, will it stay or will it go? And yeah, I think that's where I saw it. There, saw that they had that plan, but. And, you know, and, and you're right to your point about the growth of the characters. We, we we saw that with Courtney this year. I mean, this season, I thought, really did, you know, they they, they, they did it. They didn't like, you know, they, they, they resolved the issues about Starman being her father. We got past that season one. Okay, good. Season two, we're going to focus on how showing Courtney that the world is is really in shades of gray and it's not always you know black and white and I liked the way in this finale uh, of, of the, the the way Eclipso finally got her to say I hate you you know mm-hmm. and, and, and you know and, and torturing Pat of all people to to you know and seeing what was going on there you know he 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 you know he wore her down throughout the season and then finally the the final breaking point was was that one and and you know and then you know the obviously they had the inventive use of smart way smart smart use of not in beginning credits you know saying joel McHale is gonna be in the finale and then and then starman shows up i mean that was uh, that you know whenever that moment uh when barbara and and jade had the uh guest show up at the door you know you know, looking back on it, maybe it was Sylvester, but then again, mm-hmm. I was like, no, but Barbara doesn't know doesn't know Sylvester, right. unless so. It had, so I think that was more likely the shade that showed up whenever she was like, oh, you're back, because um, then he they, then then later went and saved, uh, you know, Beth and 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 the rest of the crew. Yeah, no, it, I I think how everything came together worked really well. It must have taken Joel. Like, did he walk there or something? Where, where? Because I, I mean, they showed him in like what episode three, episode two this season. They teased him so early on, and then yeah, all of a sudden, in the nick of time, he shows up. Yeah, I might with that, but it the payoff was there because you definitely weren't thinking in your mind, okay, when is Starman coming? Mm-hmm. You were completely lost in the story. So, so yeah. it overall worked out. Um, the shade, I like the shade as a character, Yeah. but, but I don't like it when they kill these characters only for them to come back unexpectedly. Yeah, and they well, did yeah. that twice in this episode. They did that with shade and mm-hmm. then they alluded to that with Grundy. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing with Grundy. So I think they're opening up a door because Rick was all obviously, you know, he had the Luke Skywalker no moment. Uh, but I think with, with the way they set that up for the third season, I think, you know, Grundy's a zombie. So when he does come back, I think all the things that he, the trust and everything that he had had gotten from Rick this season is not going to be there. So, you know, oh, oh, oh. so I think he's going to be back on the, he's going to be back on the, the bad side, especially if somehow Cindy, and her reformation is is really convinced she's going to be a, a JSA member, or maybe maybe Cindy just becomes an antihero. Uh, yeah, they're gonna do the antihero thing, but then it's gonna come to head in season five. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then you also have um, Cameron brewing mm-hmm. in the background where yep. he. Gets, I mean, yeah. I feel like Cameron knows though because didn't he blow out his birthday candles one time with ice breath? So I be- yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, I, I that- thought they were gonna more lift a picture of Courtney and be like, "She killed your dad." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I it thought they were gonna go that route. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that I will say that was kind of random. I felt, but then just <laughs> all, you know, all things like, but it, you know, they had to wrapping up all the things from the season. But that was just, that one that one. As far as editing choices and story choices, that one kind of just kind of landed kind of funny for me from yeah. this episode. If I had to quibble with with something about about the finale, because I was just kind of like, well, that came out of left field. He's been like kind of on the shelf, and then and your grandparents show up and say, "We got something to tell you." Right. Yeah. I um I also noticed that in season one, 
finale, Beth's goggles broke, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she thought she had lost Chuck forever. I find it very interesting that now we have Rick, who is Power mm. Man, but he's without his hourglass. Yeah, that's a good and point. His super strength. And so I just, I foresee, I'm like, hmm, didn't he already do this card with one of these characters? Why are we doing this again? Where somehow they're going to figure out how to put it back together next season. Yeah. But um, I so so that's overall my one complaint is that I think I I had overall this season is is good. Um, the the villain was um, was really good so far. Both seasons the villains have been really good. Yeah. Um, um, and but but I did notice that early on especially there there wasn't enough good use of storyline a b and c mm-hmm. um to really make the whole jsa team feel a part of the show and um and i felt that more this season than i did last season mm-hmm. i felt last season they did a lot better job incorporating all the characters now granted my favorite episode is the episode with yolanda yeah will is obviously a courtney stan i am not <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if it'll take me until season five to finally get on board with Courtney, but I still have my issues with her as a character. It just, mm. I don't know. There's something about it where I'm still like, I don't think she has learned her lesson. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> She's way too optimistic about things. Um, well, so, I, I th- yeah, and I think that was, I, I think that's just that's by design. Uh, you know, I think. When Star, when Sylvester was basically having her look within to defeat Eclipso, I think that that overly sunny, optimistic Courtney is is at its core who she is, and you know I think, and you're right. I mean, some you know that can either make a make her may rub you the wrong way as far as it's like, okay, does everybody have to be so daggone perfect? But you know, but they were they did show some more of her flaws this season. But uh, oh well, I know she's a flawed character. Yeah. Um, Barry Allen is a flawed character too. He gets on my nerves. Yeah, yeah. There. At least they don't. At least they don't try. <laughs> yeah, at least they don't try to talk their ways out of you know. Speech doesn't solve everything with the villain of the week. But that's the other great thing about this show too is uh, they don't don't have the 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 monster of the week kind of thing it was like okay you know we have our self we have our little universe here and you know we will we will do like season one of you know the, the good parts of season one of the flash where you know you had the 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 reverse flash being an overarching villain but we don't bring in these one-offs each week uh and if they do bring the one-offs as far as the old JSA members they 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 are there to serve a larger purpose of the story not just to be a filler and i think that's you know part of the function of just having a 13 season um uh, 13 episode season yeah no I, I think a 13 episode season works really well here um and so far that's been part of star girl's charm um mm-hmm. shorter season more story great villains mm-hmm. um Semi good heroes. No, <laughs> 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 but it's it's all about the villain. I mean, let's let's move over into Batwoman because yeah. with Batwoman this season, and we talked touched a little bit about this last week, where they they are getting into that trope of villain of the week, villain of the week. Yeah. This episode, will were you invested? Because I I was like, what what are we doing right now? The, oh, it's funny. it's funny. So as I was watching this episode, I thought about our conversation from last week about falling into that trap, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Damn it, they're doing it again." Yep. And yep. then at the, the second half of the episode, I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute! They are they're moving on a little bit um, with it." Uh, some, yeah, you know, it's still, you know, it was like, okay, we got, you know, we're we're still we're sticking with. Mr. Free, Freeze's weapon and whatnot, but that is I so felt, boring. Such a boring episode. There was all this talk, 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 talk. There was a lot of exposition for sure. I you know, actually, I 
what there was, what there was a lot of telegraphing of things this thing yeah. was sophie and ryan okay i was yeah. i've been on board with his ship will's been in denial but <laughs> i just now suddenly am like wow they moved really really fast like what yeah. happened yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they did they I, I was thinking they i was thinking that same thing too i was like damn they're they're just like they're just throwing everything out there. They're like, all right, if we're not guaranteed a season four, we're going to make sure we get all this stuff out this year. <laughs> because they, they did not mess around with uh, dri- you know, driving that home, the, the ship home. Uh, well, yeah, they're moving fast on a lot of things. I mean, it kind of took me back last episode or like these past few episodes with Ryan being the head of Wayne Enterprise and mm-hmm. now the classic oh, now my company is in jeopardy too. And yeah. so you're going to have the the fighting, the politics of the company, and especially mm-hmm. since it's her, her biological mother who's going after it. And yeah. it's just, okay. And then here's, here's why I really wasn't engaged in this episode. Because about halfway through, I'm, I'm just sitting here, I'm doing my thing, and I'm just thinking, I'm like, what are the chances that Bruce Wayne is Ryan's father? <laughs> <laughs> are they going to do that? Are no. they going to do that? Because let's just call a spade a spade or a jet a jet, okay? Yeah. Jada really <laughs> is pissed off about Wayne Wayne Enterprise. She wants that company. She's mad that Ryan is the head of that company. We know she had an affair. Yep. Huh. Huh. I mean, what woman in in Gotham hasn't had an affair with Bruce Wayne? I mean, come on, he's a playboy. So I'm yeah. just saying, I don't. That's, I think the chances are fifty fifty. <laughs> that's a hey. As far as theories spiraling about it. <laughs> hey, as far as theories spiraling, that's not a that's not a bad theory. I you mean, don't that would have that thought. <laughs> I I I thought. I did not. I, 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 as far as like what her motivations were, I, I thought it was just just un, unadulterated greed and just just wanting to have ultimate power and control of 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 her biggest competitor. No, no. But, but, I, I, but I like I like her theory better. <laughs> so so let's not forget the showrunner used to be a showrunner and writer on Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they they she likes to complicate things. Um and and I, I just I just have a suspicion that <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna do that. They that may be far fresh. They might pull in a different hero to be um the long lost father of Ryan, but um, uh, it's, it's gonna be Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, now that we put it out there, it's, it's only logical that it just suddenly, randomly be Bruce Wayne. Um, but but yeah, I don't know. This felt like such a filler episode for me, where they were just well, they were they were doing stuff and moving people. They they moved yeah. Mary into a park, and nobody yeah. cares. Is she gonna yeah. become Poison Ivy? No, no. Okay, good. No, no, she's not gonna become Poison Ivy, but. You know, I, I saw what they were trying to do there with 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 Mary and and you know, the, but they were like so focused on being heroes and stuff that oh, poor, you know, oh, forget it, you know, Mary, we'll get to you. Just 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 sit over there, figure out everything, and we'll 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 deal with you later as far as what happened to you. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think part I, I hear what you're saying, and you know, like I said, the first half of the episode, I was just like, okay, I feel like Wasserman's repeat a little bit. Uh, and I think part of it is to like, you know, for example, the Jay, Jada Jet getting access to Bruce's finances. And it reminds me of what we saw in, in The Dark Knight, the movie where, you know, the the um, the, count, the guy who worked in Wayne Enterprises, like yeah, yeah. Figured, uh, figured out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's just it. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, you know all the story beats that we've seen, and we talked about this with Titans as well, that we've seen in other bat adventures, either in the Nolan films 
or or or, or other or other areas in in the bat family, all those beats are starting to get repeated throughout all these bat family projects, whether it's Titans, whether it's Batwoman, and and, and so. I think what you're what you're what you're articulating here is that things are getting a little stale because we've seen variations of these these story beats and in, in other Bat Family movies or, or shows. Yeah, it's it's um, you, like when we were talking about Star Girl and you mm-hmm. talk, told me about Doctor Bones and the deep cuts, right? Mm-hmm. So Star Girl is building this universe and this world, and they started with some names that we were familiar with. And mm-hmm. now they're getting into these other names that we're not familiar with. And this season, especially with Batwoman, we're we're getting we're getting names and we got freeze, we got um I mean poison ivy it. going yeah. on. We're we it's it's just it's it's becoming too familiar, you yeah. know? Yeah. You you, yeah. you want the 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 rogue gallery is large, so you, you want to pull from from some of the more obscure ones. That's that's something that early on the Flash did really well, mm-hmm. and and Arrow ended not too long ago, and for for the eight seasons it was on, it was always told talked about as being okay. So we're not going to get Batman on the small screen, but we we got Arrow, and Oliver Queen is very similar to him, mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these story beats with the company being the head of the company and then um, that second life to a sort yeah. of thing, I'm like, I just watched eight seasons of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And I think that's why, for me, that's why I've been enjoying Stargirl. Mm-hmm. And also, even and even Superman and Lois, because... What's what was so genius about Superman and Lois, you know, to this point of a familiar character, is they took instead of repeating the same old stories over and over again, they 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 took it to the next place that hasn't been explored much on, as far as live action of, of Superman and Lois having a family. Yeah, yeah. And, One of and, the best and, episodes of the season was the episode with Lois talking about the miscarriage. Yep. Ex- exactly. Exactly. So those are the, those are things, and I know when we we get to Doom Patrol, you know that's I think that was what was in, what drew me to it as well because it, it introduced me to you know as far as you know DC Marvel it introduced me to characters that I didn't know much about prior to these show prior to the show, and it was telling new and different stories outside of the familiar characters that we've had before and and you know at batwoman yes i mean i think they're there i think if there's a problem with this season to date is or going is getting too tied into the bat the the, the the bat family as far as the familiar bat characters yeah i mean like don't get us wrong the first few episodes we were really on board but yeah. it's just that we're we're starting we're now what episode five yeah. And it's starting to feel a bit repeat, repetitious. And it's like, okay, so where are we going with this? What is that overall plan? We got a lot of things going on with Jada. Yeah. Um, but is that it? I don't know why. That just feels a bit empty. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, last, even last week I was like, yeah. You know, I was just, we were talking about last week's episode. It was like, okay, it, it felt like really you could have condensed it in 20, 25, a half hour show because – there wasn't that much new things happening. And I think the Jada stuff, I, I think they're what they're trying to do is to give us some of that, some, some, something new. And, and, and I think the Brian and, and Marquise teaming up her brother teaming up to, to take down Jada. Hopefully, you know, we'll still get, you know, hopefully we will get once, once poison Ivy is introduced, we'll get, that uh, the full you know we'll stick with her as far as the, the 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 villain and we won't have these monsters of the week episodes oh, well, anymore well yeah. you're being mm. uh, uh, I'm, yeah i'm, I'm I, hey one can hope one can hope <laughs> no i just i think you're forgetting about season one and season two that they, they do yeah. they do this the, yeah. and and again showrunner from vampire diaries always had a monster of the week it's just True. classic. 
Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, it, I'm I'm not that optimistic that we're going to get away from villain of the week. I just I just want to know what the overall story is and what what the direction is for the overall arc of this season. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else, but I honestly oh another reason why this whole corporate aspect isn't working out with me is because Succession is back and Succession is amazing and they do corporate so really yeah. rivalry. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, I episode killed me. It's like, damn. Yeah. I haven't watched this week's episode yet, but I did, I did catch up. So, um, Ooh, it, it's, I, I, I really liked this last week's episode. The first two were good, but I did, there, there's some moments in this week's episode where I'm like, damn, damn, okay. they're back. All right, I'll, I'll have to do another like you know three four kind of thing this week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, to move on to Doom Patrol because you've already you've already brought it up. Um, I have an unfortunate announcement. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't speak a whole lot to Doom Patrol because I was rushing trying to watch it before we recorded. And I also, um, HBO Max, I love the content on that um, streaming service. I hate the platform itself because yeah. it takes forever to load episodes. And then I I have yet to watch something that for some reason doesn't glitch out on me. And then I have to log completely out and back in. So I didn't watch like the last 15 minutes of it. So. Okay. Okay. Well, I, well, I, I, I well, let's talk about what you have watched. And but no, 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 go ahead and yeah. spoil it for me. Go ahead. Yeah, Let's yeah. Talk. I mean, so basically, the the spoiler. Well, obviously, everybody who's listened to us has probably watched the episode. So we get the we get the penultimate cliffhanger, where um, as uh, as you saw throughout the episode, of course, Kay is back, doesn't care about the others, and she's on the surface, and then. Um, you know, halfway through the episode, uh, with you know, with our with our our heroes being who they are, and and everybody being very you know in their heads and in their own selfish little world, but they <laughs> right. that uh, so she she's in the underground and she's like running through there and she screams out, and the scream is like so de- it just like just wrecks everything in the underground. But then, of course, Kay, the individual on the bus, is there or driving to Florida to rescue Cliff from being kidnapped for, by uh, Madame, Madame Rouge and and the Brain and, and Mola because they want his, they want his body. Um, the the bus like also the they have a wreck, and um, so yeah, so basically the the, the bus wrecks. And you know, and it fades to black after at that point. So you know, to set up for for the finale for next week, um, and of course, Cliff and and Madame Rouge are hoisted away from from the retirement community, <laughs> and, and Mola is like taking the uh, he he was going to push Madame Rouge off the off the. Um, ledge because she was um she, she was knocked unconscious and she had cliff's cliff's brain in a bottle uh as well so uh that, that that's that's what happened at the end of the episode okay so i was following i was following i was following and then next thing i know i don't really uh, but i'll i'll watch it myself um yeah i mean yeah i mean good. yeah I mean, you know, as we were talking about before, before we started recording, I know you had the technical technical difficulties. I'm back on board with this show because I know earlier this season, you know, started off I was like, okay, good, 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 and then for about episodes three to about seven, I was kind of like, I just, you know, that that specialness, and we've talked about this. This season just wasn't there for me. Uh, but these these last two episodes reminded me why I, I really fell for this show to begin with because uh, just just so did you see did you see the baby <laughs> or I guess if you missed the last fifteen minutes you probably missed like a couple couple pieces but I mean I think for the first half of the episode let's just talk about like Vic let's let's just start with Vic because I think that was. 
one of the more one of the things that I felt Vic and Kay's journey this you know as they have gone through their sub, in, in subconscious patrol to now evil patrol this episode uh the consequences of of the changes that they that they've made with the second chance um yeah no i i really like that part of it i liked when everyone was picking on vic because they're <laughs> just why are you here yeah. <laughs> dude you you like this is for special people and now you're just ordinary um yeah. <laughs> and vic's like no well i still live here <laughs> not really fully understanding what he has given up. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I, and I agree with you that that moment when Kay asked if he could record her and interview her like Nigel did, um, was, was really good. And and it is, and it does show growth. I I think early on, that's what we were really angry about because we're just like mm-hmm. these characters just seem to keep running in the same circle over and yeah, over again yeah. and the problems from the first season continue um but but ever since subconscious control you can see that no it it's 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 all part of the journey now that being said can larry just become positive man already like i'm really <laughs> tired of this can he just become positive man we get we get it we get where it's going just just make it happen already okay come on rapido amigo yeah. um but but i agree like i i it's i really wish that the first half of the season had worked for me mm-hmm. because i can only imagine what i would be feeling right now but um, unfortunately, it it didn't, and yeah. um, and so I, I'm glad to see that they're able to finish strong, even though they didn't start that strong. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because I think you know you're right that that was because I think I wish they had focused. Man, I know they they set up the Brotherhood of Evil. And and another and another thing that really again what makes this episode work so so well for me and and what really gets to the core because I think you know whenever they had the flying butts and stuff from like I guess that was episode three or four and it was just like I felt it was just they were just trying too hard to keep, to, do, to 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 have the zaniness and it it didn't feel it didn't feel organic it just felt forced. Like we we had to do these gags just because that's what's become expected of this show. What's been great about Subconscious Patrol and then Evil Patrol is the 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 weird the weirdness it just and the absurdity is just it's just it just flows. Like in this episode, Madame Rouge shows up in a retirement community with the brain and Mullah. And they're like, no, we're, you know, you're like 40 years, 60 years too late. We, you know, we're past trying to kill Nels Calder. We're happy being retired. And like, yeah, it it was just like, I just looked at that moment. I just literally cracked, laughed out loud whenever she was like speaking to the, to the call box to to try to get, you know, for Laura DeMille to get into, into the retirement community. And Mola was like, don't know who you are you know you know and and i think that's the intention of this season and why it's been so so different um because they 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 didn't have a candle maker this season Mm -hmm. everyone in their own way these characters they're so freaking flawed that to an extent those flaws are what is the ultimate villain for these characters this season that's it yep and and so and so they're they're not following into this this um, trap of a villain of the week or anything because um, they they've had a few villains appear but mm-hmm. at the end of the day the characters are really just just battling themselves and trying to get over this where L- Larry's feels feeling like man I w- I was a horrible father look <laughs> at yeah. what. And now I have this new baby. Maybe I can do this. And then everything with Cliff, like, damn, last week's episode, it still blew my mind what happened with him Mm -hmm. and what he's going through. And, 
And even even Jane, I mean, with 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 Kay, you want Kay at the surface, right? Right. You should want that because she Kay is the person who the the personalities are supposed to help and support, but at what that at what point that just becomes but if Kay is able to be her, mm-hmm. then then she doesn't really need everyone else. And what does that mean to all the other identities? So it's just it's very complex. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, and the Rita stuff still doesn't really work for me. Yeah. Um, it yeah. But I also another thing I noticed in this episode too is is that scene in the living room when they were picking on Vic, when they pick on Larry, like I think we we haven't had as many um, group mm. interactions. Yes, there's been a lot of times separated. Yes, and and we've said this in the b- before when they're separated, the episodes don't work as well as when they're either paired up or all together because they have such great chemistry. They do, yeah. That that I'm so glad you brought that point up because that that's the other thing I think that's been lacking and and and, and I know they try to replicate that with Rita which when she was with the sisterhood of Dada um but you know but I, I, you know again it was sort of like yeah yeah okay yeah I mean in, in the time in though and and, I, it, it, and and again time travel is one of those things you know it, it Telling a good time traveling story is always difficult, uh, and then and you're dropping these, you know, you're, you're dropping these other people in, and you know maybe they, maybe in hindsight maybe they should have focused on the Brotherhood of Evil more, <laughs> as right. far as as far as uh, instead of waiting till like the eighth and ninth episode as far as what Laura DeMille was actually about and 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 why she had this vendetta against Niles. Yeah. Um, um, and that's the other thing that I think is missing too is the chief. I mean, I didn't realize how much Timothy Dalton sort of was the glue that pulled all this stuff together until his his, his absence definitely has been felt this season. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M Polk W I L L M P O L K. And you can find me at S J Belmont S J B E L M O N T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and our website is www.cenanerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.